Say What? Say What Radio Show. With no agenda. It's always a surprise. But if we're not having fun, we're doing something wrong. And welcome to the Say What Show. It's May 28th, 2022. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Dolly Howard, Walt Silva, and Christia coming slack. So, our guest, our co-host, Christia, how are you? Another month has flown by. I know. Zoom, 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 I got zoom. You. Hold on. Okay. I almost had everything perfect. You're okay. unmuted. Okay. You can I talk. Saying, I, was, I was saying zoom, 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 zoom. Um, yeah, my joke is that God has their foot on the gas pedal and is not letting up. And I just want to say this, people, when things happen, when you're emotionally triggered in the media, pay attention. They're distracting you from something else. Pay attention. There's always smoke and mirrors and other things happening and other dimensional things happening simultaneously. Pay attention. And if it, does, if it doesn't feel right, it probably isn't. Can you give us some specific examples of what you're speaking? <laughs> well, I, for instance, another school shooting. And then this one has even more, you know, trauma and drama around it. Even, you know, and then the police waiting. And then, you know, I mean, it's just, it's just, and so many people are, it's triggering. And it's hooking. And one thing that the media, you know, what, they've told us since 1942, um, you know, the hook of the emotion. And it takes away your freedom as a multidimensional being if you're consumed, if you're, you know, triggered and you're in your fear or in your uh, worry and in a state of frantic panic. You're not, you're, you're, they're where you want, they're where they want you. Because then you'll agree to certain things that you probably wouldn't normally agree to. What's your take on it? I mean, we don't want to... Jan just did a great uh, overview of it and some of the problems that are, are there. But I, I mean, there's it's it's so multi-layered. But there's also, you know, there's also um, primaries going on, you know, electional things going on here. And, um, I mean, there's so many other things, like the monkeypox and the monkey virus and... I just feel like it's one it's one thing after another. It's like this emotional domino media. And I just want to remind people, uh, uh, grain of salt, don't, don't, everything isn't as it appears to be because we live in a holographic universe. So pay attention. And, you know, Nancy's talked about this before, um, you know, different dimensions, different timelines. Pay attention. 
Follow your gut. Follow your heart. Follow your feelings. If it doesn't feel good, if it doesn't feel right, then it probably isn't. And you really need to pay attention. And don't feel like, you know, another theme that keeps coming up with my clients lately is that they've missed out or that they uh, are behind in their spiritual growth or whatever. And I'm going to say this. You're right where you need to be. Just trust. And one thing that I've learned over the years, especially since the 90s, I don't joke about the 90s, but that if 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 the universe, God, creator, spirit, great spirit, whatever you want to deem uh, that, the creator, um, it will put it in, it, it will come around. It'll come around at least three times in your face to pay attention to. And you will get it. Just trust. But follow your feelings. Follow it. And if you're discombobulated and having a hard time, and a lot of people are just having a hard time physically. I feel like I've just come through a really, really deep time where, there was like months that I could barely move. I would do a client, then just be completely wiped out. And I've just been doing prayers and, you know, I would paint for my anxiety and um, just barely, barely keeping, treading above water. And this past like couple weeks, Really, this past week, I've had no physical pain in my body. No joint pain. And I'm not taking anything. So, I'm not taking any ibuprofen. Um, I am taking some, uh, my normal vitamin thing, but not any over-the-counter pain medicine or or prescription or anything like that. Um, So, I think things are... I think there's a big shift energetically that's recently happened. I, I don't really know. All I know is that for the first time and probably I don't know how long I have no knee pain at all. And instead of walking through marshmallows or uh, tapioca pudding, I, I feel free. It doesn't feel, things feel very... Oh, just lighter, airier, roomier. Um, It feels like happy, like the late 90s. It feels fresher. And I feel like something's something's shifting in a better way. So I just think, you know, for this massacre to happen... uh, And the way it did and uh, all that is involved, the multi-layers that are involved, it's just important to pay attention. Well, I totally agree with you that we're getting back to the 90 knowledge. But who knew we were so ignorant at that time? I won't say so much ignorant as naive. You know, the the depth of of the evil that was, is you know, confronting this particular timeline is just breathtaking. 
Um, yeah. One of, one of the things that uh, I want I want to I want to go say two different kind of things. One of them is the idea that there is a satanic uh, group in operation who, unfortunately, and I know this is a tough subject, but let's just go through it. I'm going to get you through this, okay? Um, and and these people will stage an event like this because it's a demonic ceremony. The loss of children, you know? Um, as bizarre, as, as evil as that is, uh, I finally came to the conclusion that, yes, that's that's actually something that goes on. So you've got this unbelievable satanic aspect to that reality. Not our reality, but that reality. On the other side of it, you've got, well, it's still on that side, but I, I get in that, that old reality, that yucky reality, um, you've got people who are outright being controlled by outside forces. Uh, it, it, yeah, how'd this guy get $6,000 to buy the ammunition and guns that he had, the body arm? How'd he get that? He was unemployed. He was a dropout. He was living with his grandparents. You've got, uh, who opened the back door, you know, minutes before he entered it? Uh, all these, these really like, like, a, like, a, like, a, uh, it's a drama being set up type thing. But the people themselves, <clears throat> these human beings have been so controlled and so damaged by not not just the society they take the people that are weak and have those flaws in them because of their experiences and then manipulate them so they all seem to have the same kind of background many i mean a huge number of them are on psycho psycho uh, psychotic drugs like uh prozac I remember when the there was all those uh, mailroom shootings. They were all on Prozac. So there is a lot of really weird 3D kind of crapola happening. The people I've been listening to, the ones that have been in this, the ones that that actually gave in to the to the facts longer before long before I did, and said, "Oh my God, this is totally 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 so evil that it's just you know mind bending." They all, all seem to be saying the same thing, that as mind-bending as that evil is, they believe in God. And the God that they define is not necessarily the, the, the definitions are different kind of visual or stories about a God, but the source God, the, the, the energy field from which we all have emanated, that God is pure. Yes, there's all this evil. Yes, it probably creates it, but it's that essence going back to the, the Garden of Eden that, you know, you take of the tree of knowledge, you will be like God. Gods was plural, like gods. You will know the difference between good and evil. You know, it, we, we were sent on this, this voyage, this story about getting to the edge of what's the difference between good and evil. And... Oddly enough, they, they all come to the same conclusion, is that human beings have to stop it by the way that they think about life. 
and to say no, they don't use the same words we do, but no contracts with this kind of a situation happening. And even if you have somebody that has been manipulated and is triggered and is being supported and all of the things that have gone into, and remember we just had one up in, uh, uh, what was it, Buffalo? I mean, it's like th- these are happening and they're happening faster. It's only in America they're happening. Why? Because we get the guns. No, they want to get the guns. That's why they're happening. Okay, so when when you look at look at the, the, the stories that are out there, okay, you got these terrible, terrible, successful situations. But at the same time, you have another active gun shooter. He's got the AK-47, I mean the uh, assault rifle, I'm not sure which one it was, the assault rifle, and he's firing, he wants to fire on a a group of people that have gotten there for a uh, graduation ceremony, and one woman was loaded and trained and shot him dead before he pulled the trigger. Amen. You know, and, and so you can say, there was a woman there? that had a firearm, that knew how to use it, had the guts to use it. This, this to me, is an indicator of where where you really are. No contract. And if you have to go through the awfulness of actually killing another human being, okay, this is the learning experience. At some point, you have to stand up to evil. Not to murder, but to stop, to have the courage to lay down your life for somebody else's, but to stop it. And then you get into the, if you're a metaphysician, you get into the concept of, you know, free will. You're keeping that person from killing. That person is in my reality. My reality has no contract for that. If I have to do that, kill him to stop it then as awful as that is, maybe it's something that we have to be able to confront. But we don't personally have to confront it. We as people, all we have to do is say no more, no more. And again, the fabric of the universe, okay, was there to make sure all those people that were there, they said that happened there, but it's not going to happen in my reality. I guarantee you it. Okay, and she was the one. She was sent there as, you know, Michael, Michael has a sword in his hand, you know, and she was there. But she got there because so many people said not in my reality. So that's why we have to talk about the stuff that we talk about so that we can get ourselves focused on the idea of not in our reality. And I'm off. The, I got off the pulpit. You, you guys can have it. <laughs> Go on. Anybody want to say something about that? That's what I have been trying to say all these years. Somebody has to be there to say no more. If it has to be me that makes sure there's no more, then by God, I will shoot the person's ass. I'll likely, more than likely, shoot him in the head. But, but uh, I will do that to stop such evil from going on. 
Uh, that's what I've been trying to say all these years. And people say, oh, you're supposed to believe in God and do all this love stuff. Well, that's why I'm doing it. I would do it because of love. Because I love the people that would be harmed by this whatever it is, by this evilness. I would, that's what I've been trying to say I would do when people keep saying, oh, but you're supposed to be religious. Well, I am. And I would do that because I believe in God. And God did that to those who were harming his people. So uh, uh, I'm glad that Nancy said that so that I could reiterate, I'm not being, I'm not doing this just to be mean. I'm doing it for people. I, I would do it for people. I haven't done it yet, but gosh, who knows? <laughs> I never get out of my bedroom. Somebody'd have to come in my bedroom <laughs> or the house. And they'd you have to get me ask. You make me ask a specific question. That uh, they often, all these the people that do violence and they kill people. You know, uh, there, there are people that. Uh, justify and they say, oh, they they have rights to bear weapon. They have rights to do their the crimes. They have rights to bear arms, and they, they justify and whatever, or they explain everything that they do when they're killing and, and and destroying property and everything. So, doesn't that cut both ways? Doesn't that mean that people, if if these individuals have a right to commit these terrible crimes, doesn't that automatically give the rest of the people rights to defend themselves. Well, you because think I, so? <laughs> because I, I, there, I see this attitude of condemnation is like, oh, oh like uh, if you're supposed to be uh, spiritual or religious, you know, you get condemned if you move a finger against this person. So it's like there's a there's a hidden agenda there where they they accept that these individuals exist and they do these crimes. But oh, you're not supposed to do anything against them because you're, that's against your belief. Your and I'm thinking, what? So my belief is to be an idiot. <laughs> See, well, I believe that goes along with the deep state training of us. You mm. become meek and mild. You do what you're told. You shut your mouth and you behave. Mm. That's about right. You know, my attitude about these cops was they, they were cowards. They were absolute cowards. Because they had been trained like two months ago. They, You know, another training thing about an active shooter type of situation. And Jan read it on her show. And they were told that in the, the key thing is, is time. You have to act immediately. And if there's only one officer, then they have got to put their life on the line for those innocents. Because if they do, they distract the shooter. They keep them from killing anybody else. So they were told, if you've got an, a situation like this, you just run in there. You do what you can to distract him, to stop him for a little bit, to give somebody else more time to come in after you. They were cowards. I don't care what their explanation is to why they didn't go in. They were told 
They were trained weeks ago that this is what happens. And as she was reading, you know, the whole discussion in in that section, I thought, whoa, where are the men? You know, there was a woman, the the cops put her handcuffs and she talked to to the local cop and said, get me out of these handcuffs, you know, I mean, for heaven's sakes. He did. She left the scene, went over the fence and got in the school and got her kids out. Yep. And so did one of the. One of the border patrol guys who was in the barber shop and heard about it borrowed the barber's gun, went and got his kids. Well, wasn't he the one? Was wasn't he the one that shot him? Mm, I can't remember that. I don't remember that. I think he, yeah, there's a lot of confusion there. Yeah, but you know, it it it, it seemed because <clears throat> there's also the question if the border guards were represented by that one guy or if they were really waiting for the border guards you know, to show up. There's all sorts of confusion, and, and you're going like, good Lord. They don't even, they haven't even identified the, the teacher. <laughs> I mean, so, Christy is right. You know, this is all distraction. Just walk away from it. Right. Walk away from it because they're distracting you from what really is important, which is keeping yourself positive. You know, this well. is setup. Yeah, they got the elections going on now. They, we got to look away from there because we know that they have that rigged. So uh, look away from the elections. We're going to kill a bunch of kids in order to keep your eyes away from the elections. Oh, well, more, well, they're so freaking evil. Oh. Yeah, but more more than that, we have to we have to actively engage ourselves in saying no more. Yeah. No more. Yes, yeah. You know, so because it, the <clears throat> the in, uh, energy that we put into that concept of no more, every time uh, they they try to to turn one of these killers on, somebody will be there to stop them. Yeah. Until we can get through this shit, and that's what I see happening. I I felt as soon as I heard about that woman being there. Think of the timing. There is no coincidence. There is no things such as chance this woman was trained to, to she was her life was trained to stop it and we brought her there i mean it's, it's like you can see the because time doesn't exist you can see the, the 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 narrative start to change i think that's what you're referencing christia the narrative is changing yeah and you're you're spot on there is no random life is not random and you're spot on spot on so anybody want to say more on that subject no (laughs) but just just remember people that you've got to act every time you see this don't don't start listening to what these people are saying to you you know just Say, oh, it's that again. Not in my reality. We have oh. no contract for this. What you and could I- do is pray for the for the children, pray for the parents and grandparents, the relatives. Yeah, the generational the- prayers. Yes, yeah. I highly recommend Howard Will's generational cleansing prayer. Because you do it for yourself, but it does there's a line in there for all humanity. So when you're doing these prayers, you're helping. 
prayers are energetic cleanup. And this thing is so evil. The only way to really clear it is with prayer. This is an ancient, ancient, ancient war. And, you know, it's smoke and mirrors. It's it, 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 good versus evil, basically. Light versus dark. Pay attention, people. And you, you can't. It's very important. It, it, you know, you used to be middle. You could be middle of the road. Like, oh, maybe you didn't do, you know, you weren't 100 percent. But it, there is no middle of the road anymore. You got to choose: Are you of the light? Are you light? And and get with the program. And if you are with the light, then be the light. Be do the things that make you happy. Be the light. Do the things that feed you joy. Help others that you know. If they if you love cooking and you want to cook for other people. Cook. If you love whatever you love doing, maybe you love gardening and you share your garden with other people. What brings you joy? Focus on your joy for your physical human body because make no mistake, it really is an honor to be physical. It really is. As hard as it is sometimes. And as much as it is a can be a struggle, it is an honor. And there are many, 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 many beings who want to be physical right now. And I want to go real quick back when um, Nancy was talking about the school shooting and the people waiting to go in. And she said, you know, they've had this training. Why were they waiting? And I'm going to say, you know, Humans have been dumbed down with like fluoride and 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 just you know it's easy for their cowardness to be triggered and I'm sure there was you know if this whole thing was orchestrated by the Satanists then I'm sure there was frequencies and other things that were triggering people and subliminal things happening um multi-layered manipulation to the senses and i'm sure it was all you know exactly the way they wanted it to be and um that's that's why i wanted to go back about the people being i agree i agree that they're, they're controlled and triggered um however we we can we can work circumstance to stop them because they were triggered and they have no control over it. But the other thing is to think in terms of, you know, taking the trigger out of the equation. We know what they're doing. They're, they're controlling. They're using electromagnetic and they're using mind control, MK Ultra. You know, with these these young kids, they probably got implants in them. We can go and we can just disengage it we know they're out there we know it i know it you know i could tell you stories like there's a great story and, and you know there's so much about the montauk project that and the that goes back to the philadelphia experience and i mean there's this whole interesting timeline that is just full of information about what the technology and what's behind stuff and 
Bellick, Al Bellick, he um, spoke a lot about, it was really, really before the internet, he put out a CD about his experiences as um, being involved in the Montauk Project. And one of the scariest things, I've never quite gotten over it, one of the scariest things he talks about is how they had the ability to be able to essentially take an entire classroom of kids right out of the classroom, train them MKUltra to have a trigger thing, and send them back into the classroom a second a second after they had taken them out. So the teacher sees a, a flicker and doesn't realize that this happened. Now, it's one of those stories that I was like, oh, this takes it beyond anything, but I've never quite forgotten it. And it, it's just this eerie, you know, maybe Bellick was elaborating on something that was not quite that pervasive, but he claimed that there's a whole generation. It doesn't seem to be that generation. I think maybe that didn't work because what you've got now is you got, you know, 18 year olds. They're all in that, that age right now that are doing it. Yes, we had the Prozacs and the male killers and they were all up in their 50s and 40s and stuff. But, you know, now we've got these young people and they're, they're the ones that are doing it. Is it the, the video games? You know, the violent video games? I researched this and, the, 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 you know, a lot of people thought that this would be behind it. But you don't find that people that are watching the video games and doing this get more aggressive or angry. It doesn't seem to be happening according to the research that they've done. And some of it's been very, very impressive. So um, is it that or is it that now they've got these implants? And I suspect they've got these implants. So my... You know, yes, pray. See, see, my problem with with prayer is that you're asking God to help. Meditation, you're listening for God's directions. I say, instead of being prayerful and begging God to help, take it into your own beingness to be a representative of God. What would God do? You know, and keep yourself in a meditative state by doing the things that Christia was talking about. If you're doing things that make you joyful, joy puts you in a meditative state. So if you create a creative creativity, puts you in a meditative state. And if you're in a meditative state, you're listening to God. That's, that's the difference. Prayer you're talking to meditation, you're listening. Okay. So if you get to that point and you just, Think in terms of, okay, all these kids that are out there, they got these implants that can be triggered. Just simply think of you switching them off. If enough of us switch them off, they won't work. And one of the, um, I don't know, was Jan talking about? I don't even know who was, where I saw this. But about the woman who, um, maybe it was Ani. I'm not sure. I'm not sure who did. Yeah, it was Ani. Ani did a, a piece on Wednesday that, We'll replay after uh, in, in today, but you can get it in the archives. Um, and it had to do with a woman who said that she thought that her husband um, had somehow been triggered, that he had been MK altered. He, he, he's a military dude. Um, but something had changed. He had changed radically. And the, the thing of it was, was that I think Ani came to the same conclusion, but the, the wife was, was seeing it, too was that even though he had been triggered, 
he was fighting it. He was fighting the loss of control that he was feeling. And he, they think he was accidentally triggered because normally when you get triggered, at the same time that you're triggered, you are given specific detailed information as to the acting that you have to do in the next 24 to 48 hours. Okay. Now they'll trigger you early in the game so that you get prepared. You're going to do this. This kid had been triggered continually to get the ammunition, to get all the things, to do all the planning. But when that last trigger comes in, these people are working in like a, a totally hypnotic trance situation. I've got to do this. 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 Okay. And this guy didn't get that programming. He was like, angry and 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 like looking like i'm supposed to be doing something like a robot that's going like i'm supposed to be doing something what am i what am i supposed to be doing you know because he didn't get the uh it was an accident but that fellow was a long time he he actually his mother was a satanist and as an eight-year-old he they started programming him i i know that case because uh uh janine did the cards on that specific case very very interesting Interesting. Yeah, that, that's the, the problem is that th this was a long time subject of a Satanist family. The, the father was um, a Mason and the mother was a Satanist. And somehow the, the parents divorced and he ended up growing up with his mother. So this poor person, you know, he actually grew up in such in a mind control situation. Well, Jan said that um, the mother of uh ramos that she said he had his reasons for doing what he did don't judge him now isn't that a weird thing to say what <laughs> sounds <laughs> like a cop-out absolutely weird because that even made me wonder more oh dear god how long has this been going on with this poor kid oh well no that open no dolly look at it this way that opens the door for the Satanists to defend their religious rights. Oh. If, 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 if human sacrifice is part of the religious practices, then they have a right to defend uh, massive killings because it's part of their religion. You know, that kind of logic. Yeah, I didn't think of it that way. Like the people, you know, like the people that use the religion not to get vaccinated, because of the religious rights, well, now these people have a religious right to go around killing people because it's part of, in, in my belief system, I, I have to do this. It's not that I want to or enjoy it, but I just have to do it. It's part of my, then they should my belief go system. Else. They should go someplace <laughs> else because on this planet, yeah. at this time, no, 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 no. This is God's planet. And by God, I mean the source field. You know, I, I, I'm not I'm not somebody who follows anybody. I just try to I, I realized decades ago <clears throat> that we were images that are from God's mind, the creative force. Somebody had to create us. There had to be a creative thought. OK, so you got God there that knows everything. And, you know, how do you know that, you know, mathematics unless you'd say two and two is four? Oh, I know mathematics. You know, it's like God's got every knowledge of everything everywhere. You know, what are you going to do? 
sit there and not think or what? Because if you think, you're going to begin to create. And so God's just up there bored and starts thinking, and then we end up. So if you realize you've got that connection to God, then you want to make damn sure that you're a good representative of love and light and and everything that's fun and joyful. Because then God will be thinking about that. Why am I I thinking love and joy? The more of us that go out there and think in terms of love and joy and all that, you fill God with that. You know, I have a I have a theory that the first thing that God created was the 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 angels. Why? Because God knows everything. And God knew that if I create and I'd give all of this energy that is me to all of the things in this universe, if they stop believing in me, then the universe goes poof. So I'm gonna build myself a, an angelic realm that if things really start to go bad, they know the truth. And they can, you know, no, stop this or stop that. And um, because it all starts with a creative thought. And if you got God creating all these people and all these people say God doesn't exist, oh, you're in a world of trouble. I so want to interject before uh, we get too far and I forget. Um, it's about God. Oh, uh, you said when you pray you talk to God um, I talk with God uh, it's a two way conversation so I have to disagree with you on that statement but that's okay because that's the way I think and you think the way you think um, but I wanted to throw that thought out there uh, well, that's, your, that's your exchange Absolutely. That's your exchange is a two-way street. I have witnessed the opposite. People that are so focused on what they're on what they're praying, they refuse to entertain any any different thoughts. Right. That's it's it's what they want and nothing else. Even so, even if death, even if God makes an appearance saying, you know, making a correction to that prayer, no, they won't listen to it. What they're what they're asking for, that's it. That's the only thing that they will entertain. So <laughs> both cases exist. Cases like you, where you have a two-way street and a two-way conversation, and then there are people that are single-mindedly, totally focused on on what they want and nothing else. <laughs> and that's why I said there is a meditative state where you listen to God. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm with I'm with Walt. I watch people pray all the time. You know, but they never listen. <laughs> <laughs> What's the matter with you people? Don't you hear God talking? What are you hearing well, voices again? I don't want God telling me that I'm praying for the wrong thing. Are you kidding? I'm not going to listen to what God says. Just give me what I want. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I always add this or something better. And I, it to me, I am in conversation. And it's if I ask for something I for myself, I rarely do. But if I should... I, this or something better, because they have the bird's eye view, and there may be something even better that my human self couldn't even imagine, you know, and not to be so stuck. Humans get stuck. 
I always say for the the highest for uh, oh how would I say that for I the highest think. divine good of all. Yeah, I do that too. Yeah, yeah basically yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the bird's eye view and because uh, you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Right, right. Yeah, and you yeah. don't want to hurt people. Right, uh, and you don't want to take people's free will. Right, right. Yeah. That's why I say it that way. Yeah. It's my intention when I say that. That's yeah. my intention. And uh, God knows that, so mm-hmm. I don't have to specify. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when I say it, I don't have to. I say it, and he knows what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, we come back to, to that, you know, free will thing. Yep. And I'm not, I'm not a proponent of free will except my own <laughs> because <laughs> seriously you know if you if you got a situation where somebody is going to kill your entire family okay i don't give a crap what that person's free will is doing i'm going to stop it if i oh can. yeah i agree okay? with that right. so <laughs> look at look at what we talk about when we talk about free will all right Free will means that anybody that's in my reality is going to play by my rules. And my rules are love and light and joy. Okay? Now, there are people who absolutely do not agree with that at all. Okay? But they're going to exit my reality. See, I I had an experience where... I saw, how do you explain it, duplicate people on two different, the same person, but a duplicate of that person on two different timelines at the same time. I saw them, you know, I saw the, okay, let me tell you a story. We're doing a show, let me tell the story. Shanghai, we're doing a Shanghai show. So you got all these people walking by the booth, you know, like a, a fair type of thing. All these people walking by the booth. And this guy walks up in it to, the, to the booth. And he looked really disheveled, like he was an alcoholic. Like he was like, you know, really, really uh, bad luck type of guy. And the weird thing was he had a Vanity Fair magazine under his left arm and the image of this vanity fair magazine these are expensive magazines under this guy that looks like he's got he's got a drink in his hand and probably alcohol you know looks like a, a basically you're drunk you're typical drunk dirty awful and i couldn't quite understand why i was so absolutely locked on this guy i saw him as he was about three feet from the from where we were I watched him, I watched him, I, he slowed down, he looked at stuff, kind of, that kind of, you know, quite there thing, and, you know, just kind of wandered off, and I thought, I'm sitting there going like, wow, what, what was that about? And then all of a sudden, I get startled, because here's the same guy, three feet away from me, walking in front of me, and he's well-dressed, he's clean, Everything about him is like a different timeline, but he's still got the Vanity Fair under his left arm. Okay, 
So I witnessed two timelines simultaneously happening. Here, here, Nance, we're going to show you this. This is a really good trick. Let me show you this one, you know, type of thing. But what it made me understand, when, when, when we put out that uh, we're building a new reality, a good reality, a reality that's going to be very exciting. We'll probably get bored at some place in, in the far distant future and have to go through this shit again. But you know, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. Everything God really wanted. <laughs> okay. You have not only the right, but the duty to make sure that everybody in your reality is on that timeline, is that person. And if somebody wants to go someplace else, they just jump timelines and, and become the dirty drunk. That's not your problem. Your problem is to make sure that every single moment of your life, if you can get that to that point, is dedicated, you know, to creating a reality where none of this BS awfulness happens. So I'm not going to worry about people's free will. <clears throat> and to tell you where we can get, if you, you truly <clears throat> understand the power, <clears throat> excuse me, of human beings. My friend Sandy was at a thrift shop, and I've told this story before, but she's at a thrift shop, and she was taking a credit card out of, you know, to pay and everything, and she had laid her wallet on the counter, which, you know, a lot of us do, and the guy behind her grabbed it and took off through the door, and Sandy immediately ran after him, ran outside the door, put her hand out, put her finger out like a gun and went bang. And the guy fell over, tripped on something, fell over, looked up at her and dropped the wallet and ran like hell. That's what Sandy can do. Anybody can do that. The, but you see how they're, they're invested. They don't want people to know that you can manifest anything you want. They, they keep saying, they keep using free will as an excuse to program people. No, no, don't, don't manifest. Don't let the people that know. I mean, that's the message in that movie, Wonder Woman 1984. The moral of that movie, the message for the masses is it is dangerous to go around manifesting. It isn't. Because no matter how much you manifest, you cannot violate other people's free will. Their people's free will is untouched. You can manifest to, to your heart's content. You are not going to, uh, uh, you know, violate others' free will. It That's was why a you trick. should not be afraid. You should not be afraid. <laughs> it was a trick. Oh, free will. It's a free will universe. Yes, it's a free will universe. I get to do whatever I want. <laughs> you know, as all you do, you know, hey, if enough of you got together, you could turn me into a frog. <laughs> yeah, Christia. People, people, they are so afraid of the, of the free will and, oh, and manifesting. They, oh, no, I don't want to go around hurting people. You're not, because you can't. The same way that you have free will, everyone else has free will. Now, maybe they agree and they are giving you the agreement that, yes, uh, they want you to hurt them. That's a that's a that's a contract between two individuals, but it doesn't mean that your ability to manifest is going around hurting people. You're going to hurt those that allow it. 
not the, those that don't allow it, you're going to have a, well, case in point, uh, I don't have television service, so I don't know about the case that you told at the beginning of the show, but there you have it. Somebody was right, uh, ripe and ready to do some major killing and was stopped dead in his tracks. So? After he, he killed some children. Oh, I didn't, uh, like I said, I don't know the case. Children and two teachers. Supposedly. No, 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 no. I think, he's, I think he's talking about the woman that shot the guy before he. Oh. I don't know. Wasn't that what you were referencing, Walt? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, sorry. I thought you were referencing the one that just happened. No. No. That's what uh, I'm saying. Excuse me, all to heck. <laughs> and, and, and there's a, there's a, there's a bunch of other um examples but they don't tell you that. Um and the, and part of it's because they don't want to tell people that oh yeah there was these guys but they have stopped a number of these people. You don't hear about that. You hear about the ones that succeed. So it's it's happening. I mean it, but but we have to be engaged as human beings because we don't have to actively get involved in shootouts. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying we have to get actively involved in saying, not in this realm, not in this timeline, not in this dimension. No we need more. to prevent ahead of time, not take care of the issue while it's happening. Is that what turn, you're saying? Turn off the switch. We have to do it now. Turn off the switch of all those triggers that these kids have in them. We can do this. All Sandy did was point her finger at the guy. And that guy got hit by something. He knew it. That's why he dropped it and turned around and looked at her, scared as hell. How did she do that? We ha- All of us have that ability. You know? You hear, about, you hear about some kind of a situation occurring. You focus on that person and you just, boom, send them a flash of light that Will will absolutely burn out anything that's controlling them. Will it work? Somebody out there can do it. Somebody out there can do it right now. The rest of us have to learn how. And it's already been documented. Uh, there's a, I, I remember this great book that we bought in, back in New York decades ago. It was I still remember the title of the book is Flying Without a Room. And it was a series of practices on, and it's all on energy manipulation and on the chapter where the author was covering how you can use uh, energy spheres. You just use your hands to assemble spheres of energy. And he was saying how the better color is blue because when you, when you make a blue sphere, they last a very long time. He he didn't have an, a a reason why, but uh, he had tried with different colors, and blue was was it. And they were he started telling of different cases, like for example, um, this particular person was tired that the neighbor's dog would take his dogs walking at night, and he would pee in all the garbage cans. You know when they put people put out the garbage cans for the collection the next day. Uh, so you, when you bring in the cans, all the cans are, you know, wet and smelly of pee. So and no matter if he asked the neighbor to, you know, curb the dog, it, he, he wouldn't, he didn't care less. He, so what he did is he programmed a sphere and he parked it on the cans. 
And the sphere had a simple message, go pee somewhere else. And from that moment on, <laughs> the neighbor would walk the dogs and the dog would, would purposely avoid those cans. Then there was another case, uh, similar to the case that uh, uh, Nancy tells of her friend Sandy, uh, where the, this girl got used to, uh, she, she called her sphere a guardian. She would uh, assemble the sphere and she would park her on one of her shoulders. And uh, she, uh, I, I don't remember what was her job, but she had to come back home late at night. So coming back home late at night, uh, there was like like a mugger waiting for her to the entrance to the building. And instead of being afraid or screaming or running, you know, calling for help, all she did is looked at the guy and she touched the space over one of her shoulders and just said the words, go get him. Deadpan. Just go get him. And it turns out that the guy turned around and he left running at full speed, almost like the same picture that you get when Nancy describes her friend, uh, you know, with the guy that stole her, her purse or her, uh, uh, you know, her documents. Uh, the, this, this person reacted in all fear because, and, and there was nothing visible because it, it, was all, it was all energy. So it was very interesting, the, the, all the different stories in the book of people, how they were using their energy spheres uh, for energy manipulation. And it's perfectly doable there. These are not, uh, what do you call it, metaphysical masters who have been meditating in a cave for 40 years. No, these are just people, everyday people, you know, people that have to get up in the morning and go to work and uh, same thing. But that's the thing that they want you to, they want to stop you from knowing. This is the, the kind of stuff they should teach children in school. Why are they wasting the time with uh, useless subjects? Well, no, they're not. They're, the job is not to teach you to be free. <laughs> the, the job is to teach you to be a, a slave of the system. You know that the old story. In our yeah. in our reality, they they that's the way they <laughs> taught. <laughs> so, Christia, what's been happening in your world? Um. Well, just what I said at the beginning. You know. Uh, just starting to feel better. Um, just uh, doing my prayers and my painting and clients and nothing. Uh, well, actually, I take that back. We went to, at the beginning of the month, we went to Lake Lanier for the Georgia Truck Driving Championship. And there's six or seven different classes of trucks and rick was in the four axle and he got second place Ooh. yeah which is a big deal and the guy that got first place is 40 years truck driver and he's retiring this year oh wow so, yeah so he did really really good and um so that was a big deal and um so that was earlier in the month and then we had out-of-town guests last week. And I don't know what happened the week before. But, yeah, so we're just, you know. So was your visit a good one with them? Last week? Yeah. Yeah, they're, um, they're good people. I don't agree with, uh, I, I got buttons on things. <laughs> and, um. 
one of them got pushed. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, boy. I have a button on, um, I call it crazy Christian people. Oh, um, yes. Uh, people who are, like, stuck yeah. in a certain belief. Like, like I feel like religion is a box. Yeah. And it's limiting. And I don't feel like God fits in that box. Right. And these people are real, like, hardcore, you know, crazy christian churchy people <laughs> yes. and they they get and you know hey but the problem is they're really stuck in that reality yeah and if you start to you know like the bible for instance they were quoting the bible and you know they believe that the earth is only five thousand years old and humanity existed when you know jesus and the bible and and that, you know, women shouldn't be in the pulpit because it, does, it says that in the Bible. And and I'm just like, this BS. It's, it, 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 don't you understand that what we have has been manipulated by the hand of man? And and parts of it were written hundreds, hundreds of years after Jesus. Hundreds. And it's been picked through. King James Version, they picked through it what they wanted. What they wanted the masses to know, most people could not read and write at that time. There's only a few people who could read or write and scribe. And, and it, it's... It, Case it's, in point, the doctrine of reincarnation was struck out. Yeah. Jesus actually taught the doctrine of reincarnation. Yeah. It's but been very... what, hap what happens if you teach that, people lose fear. But if we tell them there's only one life... And if you get it wrong, you're going to go to hell. It's a great control tool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I uh, I got anyway. <laughs> so it was a happy time when you were saying goodbye. Goodbye. Yeah. Well, it was okay. You know, I just we we veer we steered veered of um, you know, we played some board games and ate good food and you know. I just, I can't go there with those people because, you know, I, I, I don't believe, I don't believe in that doctrine. So, don't try to, don't try to, don't try. And, and people don't realize, I almost went to seminary school. It was between art school and seminary school. And I taught uh, 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 bible -y stuff. I taught stuff from the time I was. From sixth grade until high school, I did a, a children's um, uh, nursery school, Bible school uh, class, you know. And so I can throw down if you want to throw down Bible crazy crap. But to me, it's not, it's not the end all be all. So, you know, I mean, yeah, I'll quote it, but I, I don't, you know, it's been doctored. It's right. not, it's... Ugh. You know, yeah. anyway, and the male chauvinist stuff just, it tweaks me seven ways a Sunday. Um, <laughs> I mean, it pushes all my buttons. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It pushes all my buttons. <laughs> so it's all I can do not to be like, you know. It's just <laughs> okay, I'm going to push. My, Go when my buttons get pushed, you know, it's. You know, it's all right, I guess. I just, I'm going to push the button and uh, start a song here. Oh, wow, it's already seven. 
Yeah, it's Shungite. Shungite. Here we go. And welcome back to the Say What Show. It's May 28th, 2022. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Dolly Howard, Walt Silva, and Christia Cummings Slack. Um, I'm hoping you guys are all back. Yes. Hello. Hello. I'm back. Okay, good. Hey, good. Christia, I have yeah. a question. Uh, how is Rick doing with his truck with the gas prices? Well, he's an employee. So, so he's not an owner operator. So he, you know, it's part of the company and they actually have their own 
uh, gas. Oh, that's pump. wonderful. Yes. At on the yard. Mm-hmm. They have their own like maintenance area and their own gas pump area. And so I'm sure their company, because they have 15 terminals, I am sure that they negotiate uh, the, that price. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad he doesn't have to pay for it. Well, what does he hear from the truckers? Are they getting to the end? Um, what do you mean? The ones that own their own car. I mean, it's getting to the point where it's no sense going out because you're going to well, lose. Well, not necessarily. I have a couple of clients who are truckers. And they, because freight is like here really needs to be moved. They're paying top dollar. They're raking it in. And I have a client who he actually, his father passed away and he got his father's truck. And then he has another truck and he um, leases it out and is uh, is doing very, very well. And um, uh, here on the coast, because of the of the freight, it's it's not slowed down. It's it's um, and because so many people have quit or, you know, because of COVID, people retired. You know, there's a lot of people that retired and. But uh, so that puts it more in demand as well. Interesting, because we're hearing about truckers not being able to, you know, make make any money off it. Oh, here it's crazy. Interesting. Yeah. Well, that's good to know. See, a good to know story. (laughs) We like those. Dolly, uh. You got anything else you wanted to discuss? Oh, I want to share with everybody. I woke up this morning and and I felt I felt like dancing. I felt so good. My head was clear. I didn't get dizzy when I would turn my head from one side or to another side and I could breathe and my chest wasn't in pain. I felt fantastic for the first time in a long time. I just had Yay, 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 Dolly. That's what I'm feeling too. Amen. Something's changed. I swear something has, Christia. I noticed it this morning because I've been in pretty bad way. And I noticed it this morning right away. When did you notice it? Um, slowly, like in the middle of the week, I woke up and I'm like, I got out of bed. And I almost had like a a, a hop to my step. And I thought, oh, my God, I'm not in pain. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, I'm not in pain. You just I, feel I, like I, dancing, I, I, right? I'm like my knee's <laughs> not hurting. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm not in pain. And I, I, and I had it was such a struggle to walk. At one point, I thought, I, 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 I don't know, I don't know if I'm gonna make it, you know. Uh-huh. And I even said to God, you know, if this is the way it's gonna be, you need to go ahead and just take me now. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> I'm done. I it's it was such a struggle. Yeah. And I don't feel like life is supposed to be a struggle. And I just felt like I, I, I was struggling. And, you know, I'm helping all these people. And all these people are feeling better. But I wasn't feeling better. And I, so I was like, uh-uh. Oh, so there were there coming, you know, I had to come into Jesus talk with God. Like, dude, whew, we got to feel better. So, <laughs> I've had a few of those, yes. <laughs> so I'm really happy. I'm really happy that you are feeling it too because that makes me feel like there really is something bigger, you know, beyond you and me, bigger happening to lighten the, the energies around us so it's not so physically painful. Yeah. I told Annette about it, and she said, Mom, no, don't don't overdo. <laughs> she, she's wanting to protect <laughs> me right away. Maybe right. you should go back to bed because I don't want you to overdo. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, I got all this stuff going on for me. There is no way in hell I'm going to sit in bed. <laughs> I well, had that, uh, a good day. Oh, huh? Uh, well, th- this is, uh, as, you're, as you're discussing this, now... When was it that you, was it Wednesday night, Thursday night? When when exactly was it that you had this uh, change in you, um, Christia? I would say, well, I woke up, it had to be like Tuesday or Wednesday, I woke up and I, I just felt better. And I just have gradually felt better and better. And I keep, it's almost like, a part of me is like, like I, you know, just got up to go to the restroom while we were on break, and I didn't have to use anything to get up, you know. And before I'd like lean on something to get up, and I just got popped up. I was like, "Oh my god!" I just <laughs> popped up, you know. And I, I didn't have to. I walked very steadily and fast to the bathroom, did my business, come back, and and didn't hurt. So. And I don't feel like I'm walking through, uh, I could say it marshmallowy, but it's, it was like a thickness. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I, yeah. I don't have that around me anymore, whatever oh, that heaviness was. Wonderful. Oh, I'm so glad well, because, for you. Because, um, interestingly enough, I think it was Wednesday night. Yeah, it was Wednesday night. Um, Walter put me in the scalar unit, Dolly. Yeah. And what I was doing was I kept walking into the eagle, inside the eagle energy (laughs) while he had me in the scalar. And I got to say that while I was in the scalar, all these little tiny things in my body that I'm aware of were gone. You know, it was like I have issues with both shoulders, no pain. I had had an issue, an annoying one, with my neck. And and I had it Wednesday. But all of a sudden, I was, I think, I think it was Wednesday because I believe I was on radio when he, when he uh, messaged me that he had just turned the thing on. And, 
after that, I don't remember having any more pain in the neck either. <laughs> you oh. know? But I kept walking that scalar thing into the um, eagle energy field. And the eagle is, of course, a system that's, you know, goes all the way to Britain. So I'm wondering how many other people might have had this same kind of like, whoa, all of a sudden I feel really, really good. Um because it could have been the eagle, as far as I know, because we're, we, we got really into scalar energy since we last talked to you. And it's a very, very you know, long conversation. But we've, I know uh, what it is. I know, oh, I, I'm very familiar with it. Okay. Well, um, so, Walt, what would you like to, would, you, would you like to comment on that? No, you, you made me, uh, when, you, when you talked about England, uh, it made me realize that uh, uh, there's a gentleman that has a Surya resonator in England. So that energy is there as well. A what resonator? The uh, Like the last one I sent, uh, Nancy, Surya, I call it Surya because Surya in, in Sanskrit is the name of the sun. Oh. And it's uh, it, that's the purpose of it. It's It puts out the energy of the sun because unfortunately we... We don't get to see the PR sun because there's so much stuff in the atmosphere. So um, I was listening to Alex Collier who was saying that the sun is totally in the fifth dimension now. That's why it's white, not yellow anymore. And I thought, hmm, what an idea. What if we made a device to resonate to that energy and be able to relay that energy here at, at the surface level? So that's why I made the, the Surya resonator. And uh, one of one of the listeners is is a, a client of mine. So when he heard us talking about it, he ordered one of the Surya resonators. So that's up there in England as well. Uh, both the Eagle and the Surya resonator, different people, but <laughs> it's still there. Well, um, I had introduced the uh, Surya to the uh, Eagle when I first got it. The first thing I, they made me do was go put it out on top of it. And I'm going like, do I have to leave it out here? And they said, no, we just need to record the energy. And then I, I take it in. It's been walking around my garden. I had to laugh. And I, everybody out there who listens to me, Christia, was probably very grateful that even though you mentioned gardening, I said nothing about my garden. I wondered if you would. <laughs> oh, Christia, she's really into it. <laughs> I love I love experiencing it through her. <laughs> I was telling people that they needed to if you wanted to be a prepper go get some seeds and then plant them but make sure they're heirlooms so that you can get the seeds and continue planting them but do it now so you'll learn how to do it and if you don't need the preparation you certainly are going to live better. And um so I said, well, I'm stupid not to take my own advice. I give the best advice there is. So I, I went out and I got the heirloom seeds and built myself a garden. And, I'm, I, you know, I, I'm, I, have to, I think about you quite often, Walt, because I am uh, learning by making mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't even yep. want to go into the mistakes. I, it, when I get the time, I'm going to do a video and put it up on YouTube about my garden. But, um, yeah, and I got to tell you, Christy, it, it, I've changed my whole 
perspective on reality. It's it's like I'm I I walk from my house to Sandy's house, you know, at least a couple of times a week, and sometimes when she's on vacation or whatever, it could be you know every day, and. I was walking over there and I'm looking, I'm going like, wow, I don't, I don't remember ever seeing that before. I'm starting to look at my surroundings. <laughs> and I mean, I was like, I, I got excited, I sent her a picture of a spider. And she says to me, I said, I haven't seen one of these in a decade. And she said, they're out there. You just know, go outside. <laughs> so it is true. <laughs> I discovered all sorts of things in my yard and I, and I, and because I'm, it, it changed your focus. Uh, it's, it's a very interesting experience. Now, well, you're, getting, you're getting out of the matrix. Yeah, Christia, do yeah. you think that her gardening interest could have to do with this change that you were saying? Oh, yeah, for sure. And there's so many light codes in nature, and, you know, it connects us back to source. So, yeah. I remember when I started doing um, tinctures, uh, like a nettle, stinging nettle tincture. I mean, um, not an infusion, excuse me. It's like a longer tea. You you, uh, take like a cup of the herb and then you uh, steep it for like four, four, four hours to overnight. And you get all the minerals and vitamins. And I remember when I was, um, I'm back to doing that now. And I remember when I was, I had done it for like 90 days. Your body, really, your human body, I found it to become more in tune uh, with nature and the earth. The more I plugged in, like the more I grew my herbs and the more I grew my vegetables and paid attention to that and um i i I think it's amazing i'm so excited for you nancy you're making me i haven't done too much since we've moved into the new house but i have been uh plotting so i need to get my seeds well what 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 i did okay first off um the heirloom seeds if you do a search for like your state i did florida heirloom seeds and I found a woman who grew a bunch of heirloom seeds because they're harder and harder to get. Uh, she drew, she, and found the ones that work best for Florida. And those are the seeds I'm working with. Uh, so just do anybody that gets interested in this, make sure they're for your area. Um, if you can find them, the heirloom seeds. Otherwise, get whatever you can and try the best you can. Um, but what the key to my getting into it and being so happy with it is that I had made the catio, and the catio has these, you know, four by four vertical beams. So I attached the, you know, those black free things that you get when you buy a plant. I attached them to the to the poles, and then I just put the pots in there, so that it's all above ground. I don't have to get on the ground. I don't have to do any heavy lifting or digging or anything, and. One of the people, I, and I got, I'm now subscribed to, I don't know how many gardener <laughs> YouTube things. Any question you have, you can find on YouTube. Um, so one of the, one of these people said the, the, fir, the, the mistake that most 
people make when they start out is that they do too much. They take on too much. So to me, um, going gardening, it, first off the seeds, then you'll have the seeds. But I want to take the ones that I'm doing now, and I'm only doing a few of them, to take them to seed. And then find out, okay, now how do I harvest these seeds? Like I just looked at sunflower today. And that one's easy. <laughs> yeah, it's on the flower itself. It's a, yeah, yeah. It's actually, they said that it's got two types of flowers or uh, blooms on it. One is the discs, the yellow around them, you know, and then the circular thing. No, that's the ray. And the circular in the middle, they're called discs. And, uh, yeah, when they get to, well, when the back of them have these black stripes, you you take them and you just let the plant dry out, and then you've got your, you know, sunflower seeds. you got food or bird seed. I've got thunder coming in. I know that because the dog is at my feet under the desk. I hear it. Yeah, I just realized you might because I, 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 he did that. I said, oh, it must be thunder out there. But now I just heard it myself, so it must be pretty loud. But I'm having a great time and like just... Oh, I mean, like, for instance, this this is, a, this is a great story. So I have this gardenia that's been here at least 30 years. And I neglected it. And so it got worn, you know, that when you neglect them, that they get weak and then they get this whatever it is that's, that's trying to kill the plant. So I looked up and I found out that I could cut gardenias and you can st start them from cuttings. And so I took a cutting and... I mean, it's all crusty with whatever this is that's growing on, on it, you know. I just took the thing, put it in shungite water, and last night I cut out all these old dead leaves because there's new sprouts coming out all over it. And I think I'm starting to see the, the roots. And this is this is in shungite water, and it's only been, I don't know, not even a week, I think. So, anyway, yeah, go garden. <laughs> Do you feel like uh, sharing some of your sound there, my friend? Yeah, Christina. I can, yeah. Oh, goody. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Oh, then. and I want to say this to Miss Dolly. Yes. Um, uh, Nancy had said you weren't feeling too well. If you ever, ever, ever need me, uh, just shoot me an email or a uh, text. I'll send you give my phone number. Um, and I'm happy to do uh, uh, sound for you over the oh, phone. Bless your heart. Um, uh, anything you would ever need, you just got to ask. Oh, Because I can you. easily do. Because uh, one time before our show, I did a little healing on um, Nancy. Uh -huh. I, I, I think she had like shoulder pain or something. She was hurting, and I just did a little bit. So uh -huh. it's it's. I'm happy to do that for you. Walt did some scalar stuff on me, and so did yeah. I mean, and it helped. It did help. Okay, good. But then I took a turn for the worse. So now I got you. I can call too. Thank yeah, you yeah, very yeah. Much. We're all in this together, man. You know. Yeah. We've got to help each other. Thank you. 
Yeah. All right. So here we go. Let's see. Um, immediately as I close my eyes, I'm just seeing this. I guess I guess I'm going to say, Walt, it's your fifth dimensional sun. It's just this bright, 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 bright sun. And there's these rays. And the rays are coming down. And the rays are filled with, the light is filled with not just light, but like the light is uh, a full spectrum of light. Meaning the light has color within the light. So the light to your human eye may look yellowy white or white, but yet it contains the full spectrum. That's why the sun is so uh, important uh, to the human frequency. Uh, that's what they're showing me. And then there are these really tall, tall beings of light with wings through their uh, through the back of their. Uh, you could call them angelic. Uh, you could call them interdimensional. Beings of light, angels, higher beings, but they're full of light. But as you look closer and you look into the light, you can see that the light is made up of colors. Like, um, and, and, and color, like the full spectrum. So colors that, um, more than just Roy G. Biv, more than just the rainbow, more than there's the colors in between, the full spectrum. And they're all around. And they're here to help us. And they're uh, just right there. So here we go. Ah, uh, thank you. Oh. Oh, <sighs> 
There are uh, probably six huge, 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 huge eagles here, but they're uh, uh, in rainbow colors. They're huge, and they have a third eye that's like a peacock eye. It's a peacock feather, but it's an eye. I know these uh, people. Uh, I say people. I know these birds. I had a dream. I've dreamed of these birds before. And they're here bringing through that eagle, rainbow eagle light frequency, the healing frequency of the rainbow light. Connected with Mother Earth.
Thank you, thank you. Oh boy, I could, I could feel that vibrating in my heart, and it felt so good, kind of like a nice massage from a masseuse. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I think we lost the other two. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, I'm here. I was mute. So, um, I've got a question for you. Uh, you talked to ETs. Yes, do you have a communication with ETs? Christy? Uh, well, you could argue that angels are ETs. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I don't talk to them on a daily basis, but if I need to tune in... Yes, I can communicate with them. Where are you going? Because there's good, there's bad, and there's all in between, you know. Well, Just I've like been humans. Yeah, I've been um, looking at these different, you know, people out there that seem to have this communication with ETs. And I'm just wondering, I don't know. It's like well, I get I get messages, but I'm I, and I know when in my brain, if I get a message, I can actually like an antenna tune into where it's coming into my brain. And the ETs use a part of my brain that like my let's say the spiritual guides use another place and Gaia even someplace else, the gin someplace else. So I know who I'm talking to. So I'm just I'm just trying to uh, you know yeah. get other people's experiences. Well, you I'm gonna say this: whenever you open yourself up to anything, uh, 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 and this goes with even a human, but take it all with a grain of salt and pay attention, okay? Because uh, beings aligned with the light would never ever tell you to hurt yourself. Or hurt you another person. They'll never cuss at you. Or put you down. That's going to be things aligned. With those things. Either A. That's your low self esteem. Or those are ETs. And beings that are not aligned. With God. Things that are aligned with God. Because you want to talk to ETs. That are aligned with God. You want to stay away from those beings. That don't have your best interest that want to want to um manipulate you let's just put it let's just let's just call a spade a spade and there are like i said it you know it's an honor to be physical in this dimension right now and there are a crap load i mean i'm talking all over the universe this is to be here is like to be at the Super Bowl right now. And there are tons and tons and tons of beings who would love to just walk in and and, and, and get the free ride and be here for this adventure. So you you got to pay attention. There are many, many, many 
factions of ETs, races of ETs. There are, um, again, there's some, not everybody's good and not everybody's bad, but it, it, things are being drawn, lines are being drawn, and they've got to choose sides. And, you know, this is, this is um, the war going here in this dimension on Earth is a really, really big deal. And again, it's like the Super Bowl right now. And it's important. And again, there are really good aliens, ETs, that have our best interest at heart. And that really do, would love to see us succeed. Um, and uh, want to help us. And then there's those that don't. That it's not in their interest. Um, and those are the ones that have been in cahoots um, with uh, the darky darks. Part of that, uh, the global elite. And, um, you know, they've been around way before. I mean, a. a Aliens have been around a way, 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 way long time. And, you know, there's civilizations that are millions of years older than humans. And way more advanced. And if they really wanted to eat us or enslave us or, you know, the bulk of them, they would have already done that. But, um, that most of them are way more advanced than us and that's not their agenda. But then you have the the ones that are not aligned with God uh, or at least not consciously aligned with God. And some might argue that everybody's just playing their role. Um, and okay. But uh, there are the ones that have been aligned with the darky darks. And uh, doing things that are not nice. And uh, manipulating time and space and humans. So, do you have a specific question? No, but I would would like to ask Walt. Because Walt, when he would go to do shamanic journeys, he ended up meeting some of the ETs and how did you perceive them well can you give us any insight into your interactions with them or not uh, yeah uh, well the reason I, I didn't I didn't start out uh, wanting to meet ETs you know you have to understand the, uh, the uh, somebody's contacting me with a question so I was doing shamanic journeys for people they were looking for guidance from their guides. They wanted information, guidance. You know, that's, in, in fact, that's also the reason why I stopped doing shamanic journeys, but because I got sick, not not physically sick, I got disenchanted because uh, questions were along the lines of, when am I going to marry the perfect guy or girl? When, I go, when am I going to win the lottery? So it's like, and I used to say to them, well, sorry, you don't need me. You need a, a carnival gypsy with a crystal ball. Uh, so I didn't, I, w- 
I didn't start out looking to contact any kind of ET at all. Uh, I would I would start a shamanic journey and the first the first intention is to contact the guides of such and such a person and um, because the person has uh, the, I I always ask the person to give me permission to ask two or at the most three questions. That way I want them to feel safe that I'm going not I'm not going to be asking questions that don't pertain to me or things or like private questions. No, they should only give permission for the questions that they are concerned about. So um, that's that's what I would have in my hands when I was doing the shamanic journey. And uh, to my surprise, as time as as uh, time would progress uh, more and more, instead of uh, normally in the and, and Christian knows about this, uh, I'm sure because she does this as well. Um, in the shamanic tradition, it is accepted that Earth is like unique in the sense that it actually has three consecutive timelines, which can also be considered, I guess, dimensions to the planet, the lower world, the middle world, which is essentially is this world where we're living on, and the the upper world where the guides exist, where our that's the place where our guides have their ex expression. So when you want it. And in the shamanic tradition, when you want to contact uh, someone's guides, you are going to be going to the upper world, uh, and you you say, you know you introduce yourselves, and then you're asking to talk to the guides of such and such a person. So I I, I that was the the usual routine, but then all of a sudden, as I'm going up into the upper world, I I noticed that I was continuing, and I'm thinking, wait, why am I still going up? I'm supposed to be going to the upper world. So uh, you learn first; you don't fear any anything because you're not you're safe. You're perfectly okay. You're just witnessing what's going on, and I would end up in orbit. I could actually see the Earth from orbit. Uh, uh, it was interesting to see. It was like seeing a, a what do you call it a round ball surrounded by bees because there were so many ships in orbit and you're like astounded that there's so many ships in orbit and then eventually one comes nearby and it turns out that the guy the, this person's guides are actually people in ships they are not they're not in the third 3d i think they're fifth dimensional entities and that's why they can remain perfectly hidden from Earth technology, and and that's how I started meeting uh, these guides. Uh, they never had, there weren't any evil intentions of any kind, and always they were concerned with their charges. So they were responding to the questions that this person had. So the the person would have questions of a personal nature that had to do with some issue that they were trying to overcome, and or they wanted some insight or some wisdom into what they were going through and they had uh, uh, lots of advice and things that would never occur to me that's why I knew the information wasn't coming from me because if it were up to me I have no idea you know what what is the answer to this person's issue uh, I had a well, for example you you also listen 
about you know you also listen to some of the reports and some of the things that have been said by David Wilcock and I remember months before he spoke about it I remember I had a shamanic journey where I I went up into space and the if it was a, if it was a ship I don't know what it was it looked it looked like like a Mayan temple of, of some kind it looked like it was made of stone it didn't look like it was made of metal and the uh, the guides it was it was funny that their their faces you you couldn't deny that they were Mayan because they, they have that particular physiognomy to their faces but the clothing from the neck down it was a full body suit it was like a metallic suit like uh, remember the the original series lost in space where the family is wearing these space suits that are all silver from the neck down that's what this thing looked like and they answered my questions and i was able to uh, come back from the journey and relay it to the person you know this is the advice this is this is the answer to your questions that your guides have and then it was I think it was two or three months later, I remember seeing uh, one of the reports when, you remember when uh, uh, David Wilcock used to hang out constantly with Corey Good. They're not doing any, I don't, I'm not aware of them doing anything together anymore, but at the time they were very busy together and they were always uh, writing articles and, and doing their reports. And I remember in one of those reports, um, they, it was a situation where Corey Good had gone to the lower, to the inner Earth, and there, the uh, there was a reptilian that was actually uh, being held prisoner by a group of of, of uh, Aztecs. There, I don't remember if he said the word Mayans or what I the ones I saw in the shamanic journey were actually Mayan. I knew that in the journey, but these are the ones that. Um, Corey Good was explaining how there was this faction or section of the Mayan civilization that actually continued evolving, and they were actually now they were space-faring people. They had they had mastered somehow they were able to uh, their technology was all based on stone or the manipulation of stone, so they were uh, they were. Uh, aiming these uh, stone constructs at this uh, reptilian entity because it was very dangerous. And, and it was the first, very first time I heard that, that there was a, a Mayan group that were actually uh, space travelers. And I was said, oh, I, I'm, I'm being astounded because I thought, well, oh, that means I guess that shamanic journey was not a fantasy. It, it actually does exist. There are Mayans that are actually evolved beyond whatever whatever however the civilization was because unfortunately all these uh, uh, civilizations in the Americas suffered the, uh, uh, the, 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 the the what do you call it the destructive effect of the church on the Americas when it came and destroyed you know all the, all the temples all the knowledge the uh, the Mayans had a gigantic uh, library in the uh, in the Americas that had, you know, hundreds of years of knowledge and information, and it was all put to to, uh, to the flame because there was a, uh, a bishop that was there with the conquistadors, and when he went into the library, 
he says, I don't understand any of this. This is all the work of the devil. So he put the whole thing to fire. Now, I believe, knowing what I know now, that maybe the public, the statement was that it was all put to fire, but in reality, all of that must have been transported to the Vatican, because we know it's the biggest repository of knowledge on the planet. So they must be in possession of that uh, Mayan uh, library. So, and then the, uh, there was an encounter with the, uh, another group of uh, guides. They were, um, you know, again, they were not in the upper world. They were in ships. They were the ones who told me about the, the Shanghai. When I went to be on, go on board with Shanghai as a companion, they warned me to keep it in control and not let it affect the ship's systems because it could disable what they, the technology they use to control the position and movement of the ship. And then uh, uh, the more sophisticated group that I ever saw was when I did a shamanic journey for a gentleman who lives in Singapore. Uh, and it was a very, it was very strange because um, uh, again, it was not on the hop, and it's not in the upper world. It kept going up, and I thought, oh, okay, so this is going to be another ship. No, it it I was not. It was not another ship. I keep going up, but it actually, the I was in a terrain. It looked like when you're like standing in the middle of a desert and you're looking in the distance, and and all you see is this, you know, uh, sand in every direction. And I remember seeing, like. Um, what, how can I describe it? Imagine that you're looking at, and there's three, uh, it's like three, three portals or three pieces of glass, one, two, three, each one after the other one. And three characters in the distance, I could, I could see beyond the third one, three characters showed up, but they didn't look human. And what they did is they crossed the first boundary line and then they moved it to cross the second. Every time they cross one of these like glass boundary lines, they look more and more human. So when they cross the third line, they look fully human. And these three were guides of the particular gentleman who was living in Singapore. And it turns out, and I said, and I asked them, why, why the way that you look? Why is it that you are so different from all the other guys that I've seen? And he said, we are, we are from another universe. So we needed to make the transfer here so that you could you could um, uh, communicate with us. That was, I guess, that was the, the strangest one of all, where this person actually or uh, or it's orig his origin is actually from another universe altogether, not another not another planet, or another star or another galaxy, but a totally a different universe. But I never encountered. Uh, um, evil guys. The, the only time I encountered negative entities was when a person had an issue and it turned out the, the, presser, the person was under the effects of a curse. So like one person, one, uh, like uh, at the time Nancy uh, was associated with this particular lady and this lady had this friend who is the one who requested a shamanic journey and it turns out that he was trapped like in a like a rundown shed and outside the shed all these 
uh, voodoo symbols written in blood. It turns out that he had been he had been cursed or some kind of voodoo had been done on him because his family comes from Brazil. So I don't know who that was, if it was the, the mother or the grandmother uh, that was involved in that. So he had to be liberated from that. Another man was tied to a chair. Another man, man was uh, imprisoned underneath a metallic shell. And the last one was the guy that was uh, under guard. Uh, there was a demon protecting him so nobody could get near him. Uh, but they never did anything to hurt me because I never went in with the belief that they could. Uh, since I wasn't there with the with a, any hostile or fearful attitude, uh, you can't defend yourself from someone who's not attacking you. So, so that was the only my only saving grace is that I was never there with the attitude of oh I can stop you or I can disable you or no nothing. I was just there talking and asking questions. And that's how I dealt with it all the time because I don't know what's going on. So the, the, the worst thing to do is to have an attitude, oh, I know how to you know, overcome this problem and blah, 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 but no. Uh, but when it, when it comes to the issue of aliens, no, I, I can't say I encountered negative entities of that sort. Uh, the negative entities I came across were negative entities that were involved with curses done on people. I don't know if I've answered your question. Sorry. Fascinating. <clears throat> no, I just I just am interested in the way that um, certain people are, are interacting with spirit guides, ETs or whatever. It's just a learning process. Well, the, 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 the answer is there's the book is not written yet. Yeah. <laughs> There is yep. no set rule. There is no set formula. Just be open and ready, and not yeah. be fearful, and just be open to the, whatever comes. <laughs> I had the Galactic Federation contact me through my cat. Yeah, so, there, there yeah. you have it. <laughs> hey there. <laughs> you know, so um, wasn't wasn't that the time when the those those marauders were taking the black tourmaline from from Earth? Yep. That no, was it, was they, it was green tourmaline. It wasn't black. It was green. Oh, green tourmaline. Yep, that's true. So, Christia, we're down to the last three minutes. Would you like to make a parting comment to the audience? <laughs> um, well, I'm going to say get your face to the sunshine and do something you love to do. If you want to counteract evil... You do something you love and 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 just do it with as much joy in your heart and nothing remember it, as long as you're not hurting another living thing it it, 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 it it just have fun whatever it is bring joy to your daily life it's a challenge people <laughs> Well said. Dolly, how about you? I don't really have anything. Just uh, keep throwing love blankets out, y'all. Like I was dark. Doc was dark. <laughs> God was telling me we need more love blankets. So throw out more love blankets. Talk with you next time I talk with you.
Walter. Yes, have those blankets ready and don't stop for anything. Just keep throwing them. Okay, so we still got two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Always pressed for time. Either there's too much or too little. Well, uh, you know, we always have enough time and we don't ever have enough time. It's just, you know, you have to make decisions on what you're going to get done. You know, when I was in that scalar unit, it was really amazing because the first night <clears throat> I couldn't get to sleep and I don't ever have that problem. We couldn't get to sleep. And um, then and the dog, he woke up. I finally dozed off about after 4.30. I saw 4.30, but at 5.30, the dog is panting and the whole bed is shaking. And that woke me up. And I'm going like, well, you obviously are having a problem too with this. Um, but the next night after that, we were fine. Um, but it, I, was, I got so much done. I, I mean, I'd sit down and I'd go, oh, I got to do this. And oh, I got to do that. And oh, my God. I mean, one of the things I did was I put the new light fixture for the porch up and it was one of those things where the screws weren't long enough the mm. I mean, every everything you can't think of went wrong with it you know but i still got it done so um it was it was just i kept going and going and going and going like the bunny rabbit you know i kept thinking about it so yeah anyway we'll talk about that on cosmic reality thanks again christia appreciate you so much and Walton Dolly, see you. Uh, see you at Tuesday. Everybody, be safe. Thank you so much. Say what? Say what? Radio show with no agenda. It's always a surprise. But if we're not having fun, we're doing something wrong. <laughs>